2: This month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, and 90 calories and is gluten free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop
2: Viking talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com.
0: Everybody, welcome to a quarantine edition of Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. And we'll explain why we are doing this quarantine edition without some of the bells and whistles and uh, audio tools that we usually have. After a quick shot. Oh, by the way, we're going to get into full reckless trade speculation today. And so if we did have access to our button bar, you'd hear cars crashing and Manny Hill saying reckless speculation. Uh, So stay tuned for that in just a second here. But a quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been giving peace of mind to business owners throughout the state of Minnesota and elsewhere for over 100 years. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, since 1904. And uh, you can follow them on Twitter at FederatedINS for fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics. And so just remember, Federated is your peace of mind. It is your safety blanket. If you're a business owner, you can find out more at FederatedInsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And Declan Goff has made it to the injured reserve-COVID list for Mm. people daily. yes. Your boy uh,
2: tested positive for COVID on Monday night. I went and got a test on Sunday. Woke up with a fever and a headache and a cough. I was not drinking the night before either. So if anyone mm. is commenting there, they don't believe me. It's true. I was not drinking on Saturday. The gophers did not even make me drinks. I'm not a big gopher fan, remember. So win or lose, I stay the same. Uh, but however, <laughs> the COVID did enter my system somehow. So uh, I have tested positive. So we are quarantined. I'm at least quarantined for two weeks. Hopefully you two uh, are back in the studio here in the next coming days. But if you have any suggestions on what uh, I can do over these next two weeks to watch, I've I already have some QB scouting. I have to do for Mackie and Judd that we talked about on the podcast. If there's anything yes. I should watch or do while I'm alone in confinement here for the next two weeks. Please let me know at Dexter's tweet.
0: I think it'd be hilarious if we had Declan get like two or three Corona hard seltzers in, he's got some COVID fever sweats and he's breaking down the all 22 film of the top 10 quarterback draft candidates the Vikings could be looking at. I want I want Declan's doing it live. Sweaty. uh, Streaming streaming it. Maybe. I don't know if we need, I guess we could do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. live.
1: Admission. (laughs) You could stream it. Oh,
0: we're live. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: There's so. a long drive. It's a, I'd like to apologize for my like, actions earlier like, tonight. <laughs> Castellanos, there's a long drive to left field. That ball is gone. And again, if I offended anyone, I'm really sorry. Now I'm going to leave the air. The like greatest, maybe, maybe my favorite sports moment of in 51 years on this earth. It I might be that.
2: Drive. I'd like to apologize for quarantining my co-host and uh, the rest of the Hubbard company. And um, there's a swing and a drive to deep left center field. And Castellanos is in a home run. I don't know if I'm ever coming back to Hubbard folks. I really don't know.
1: <laughs> Every apology. I think from now on should be combined with sports play by play of some sort. Yes. Honey, I'd like to say I was very right. Ro- there's a G pass by Cousins. It's caught by Thielen. Touchdown. I don't know if our marriage is going to survive this. It probably won't. I'm leaving now.
0: We can go historical on it, too. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And there's a pass back to center ass. Slap shot and he hits the top shelf. Light the lamp, the biscuit, and the basket and the wild and taking the lead. <laughs> I'm still your president. <laughs> you guys want to recklessly speculate? Yes, let's do it. I all right, want to go through
1: play Reckless by play more. I want to <laughs> do more play <laughs> by play with apologies around them.
0: <laughs> all right, I got to pull this article up here because, uh, and, and I'm just going to pull it up for my notes here. So don't get all don't get all excited on the the video. But <laughs> Jason Lockenfora, Jason Lockenfora from CBS Sports, has. Hit, actually did. They just, you know what they might have done. The link that they used last week, they, uh, they were, they appear to have replaced it with a week seven grades link. And so this link is dead, but I'm going to give you the summary. Jason Lockenfora is reporting that the Vikings are looking to clear salary via trade in the next week, and they are open to trading veterans like Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen. But opposing teams are more interested in some of the Vikings' younger assets, which like by the way, duh. If I'm a, if, if I'm an opposing team and the Vikings are are calling on a trade, my, my the first thing I do is say, oh, uh Justin Jefferson available by chance is uh can we buy low on Daniil Hunter while he goes through surgery? So the headline is Vikings open to trading, Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen and other veterans like Kyle Rudolph. And um, and other teams are going to be more interested in some of the younger players. Something else to note. There was a there was a story. I think it was it was on the Vikings blogs for sure. I saw it on like Viking Age and Viking territory. There was a, a thought that Harrison Smith had unfollowed the Vikings on Instagram. But Declan, you did. You must have been on Reddit threads or something. So yes. what, what's the what's the clarification there? Did he did he unfollow the Vikings on social?
2: So he was never following them in the first place, according to Reddit threads that I, I was reading. Wow. And then so, I so, bel- he, so
0: he's never been loyal to the Vikings. So no.
2: And, and to be honest, like Harrison Smith is one of the weirdest ducks in the NFL. He's an incredibly smart dude. dude
0: he's here to he's here to chew bubble gum. Yeah and take your skill position players head off over the middle. And he's all out of bubble gum. I cannot confirm or deny. I may have had a very interesting
2: night with Harrison Smith and other Vikings employees that will be saved for a score North
1: after dark episode, maybe down the road. Hold on a second. You've got COVID. This we was years ago. We no, no. But my point is, the clock could be ticking. Let's hear the story.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, dude. If, if your fever gets up, make sure you read okay, the story for. Yeah, us,
1: right I mean, don't, by don't, Friday,
2: I yeah. am just nose diving into the ground, literally. Okay,
1: because I was going to say, I will that, just
2: clear the air because I'll have nothing to lose. The and last Harrison thing either.
1: I want is to, to say, "Well, Declan passed, and it's too bad, and we never got the story." <laughs> We need the story. Let's get this. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah. Oh my God. We quit following him, but he didn't follow. So he
0: was never following them in the first place. So it's not like, it's not like, like, I love how, I love how this is a thing though, in the last five years that like, just didn't exist 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that you can tell if there's tension between a player and a team, if they have scrubbed their accounts of like all their, like Stefan Diggs did this. Yes. He scrubbed his accounts of all of the Vikings related things. And of course, like to the media, he's just like straight facing it. What do you mean? I'm, I love it here. Like, dude, you literally, you spent like three hours getting rid of all your Vikings <laughs> yeah. pictures. And so, so we can put that to bed on Harrison Smith, but it leads to a discussion about what the Vikings should be doing in the next week and even beyond. And I want to run this by you. And I know, Judd, you have your own thoughts on this too. I think their slogan right now, it should be twofold. I think the, the grand mission statement on everything and, and it is the mission statement of this show is, the goal is a super bowl. And so whether it's us talking about the Vikings or the Vikings strategizing on their own, mm-hmm. this franchise has never won a super bowl. The goal should be to win a super bowl, and so that's the overarching one. Mm-hmm. But the secondary headline emission statement I think should be eyes set on 2022. And I would have I would have said differently a few months ago because I actually thought 2021 was maybe going to be the year because you you know, you, you were going to free yourself from some of the cap problems, and um, and I thought they were going to be able to sort of ramp their way up into 2021. But it's becoming more evident to me the more I watch Kirk Cousins and the more I watch how much more uh, time this defense needs to gel and get healthy and grow. Um, it's it's a 2022 thing, and so every single move the Vikings make in the next week and even going into the next off season. Mm-hmm. Should have an eye toward 2022, unless you think there's a conceivable path to doing actual damage in 2021. Um, to me, the answer is no. I think you can improve in 2021 Super Bowl. No, and so the next 18 months need to be all about reshaping whatever it is that needs to be reshaped, so that you don't waste the prime years of some of your current young stars like Justin Jefferson. And if Deniel Hunter comes back from the neck injury, uh, there's there's guys on this team, Irv Smith. I would say Garrett Bradbury, Brian O'Neill, like you've got some pieces that are going to be relevant for you in 2022. Don't try and drag out this window misguidedly and miss your next window. So that's my setup for you, Jed. I think eyes on 2022 from a cap perspective, Mm -hmm. from a roster perspective, and even from a quarterback and a coaching and a front office perspective too.
1: All right. So the question becomes too, how do you get there? So like what, what are, and these, by the way, are the initial steps towards your point, and and the realistic conversation now with the deadline approaching is what what are the steps off of the uh, Ngakwe trade that can be taken before next Tuesday as far as getting to where you just talked about Phil, and I think that there's a few things that have to be kept in mind here Uh because I think the I think fans are are just like now we'll just sell guys just trade guys and. But the fan perspective, and I get this, is but get something back. I mean, you get a third-round pick for him, a second-round pick for him. That's not how this works, okay? The number one thing to keep in mind, and this crystallized to me after watching so many horse bleep teams on Sunday. This league is terrible now. Um, I have never heard. I have never heard as much trade speculation for for the football deadline as we have heard now in recent days there are going to be a ton of teams now trying to sell it is going to be a buyer's market huge so my first thought to spielman and the boys at winter park is this get ahead of the game and by that i mean you need to start making trades today and don't hesitate and and there's a there's bins here too all right so there's different bins here and i know that that rudolph and some guys here are absolutely, you know, loved and they've been here a long time and and people have their jerseys. But there are guys who have to be put in the fire sale bargain basement bin, which is I am shedding salary. Give me a ham sandwich back. Awesome. Take the ham sandwich. Give me a six foot inch sub back. That's even better. I will take whatever you give me back because I don't want the salaries. Kyle is very much in it, that bin. Um, there's probably a few guys. Harris is tough because he, he's in the last year of his contract. And if Harris walks away, I, I think the, le- the least that you would get in the compensatory picks is a third round pick, which is not bad. But I would put a few guys in that bin, which is if you will take their salaries, I will take whatever you want. The next bin is this bin. It's the for sale bin, but I do have to get something back. But I will trade, if I get what I want back, I will trade those guys in a heartbeat. Thielen is in that bin. Harrison Smith, because I'm not going to give him away. Um, He's a productive, good player, but I will trade him. And I'm not going to ask for a ton back. Um, If I get a second round pick back, I would take that. But... I think there needs to be a realistic discussion about what the Vikings need to do before the deadline arrives. And I think the most important part of that discussion, though, is making trades as soon as possible, because this market by now, perhaps, is already flooded with awful teams like the Jets trying to dump players. So if you you quibble with teams and you are like, well, I don't know about that offer, you're not in position to do that you got to take back the best offer that you get and make trades because the most important part of the conversation, Phil, about getting to where you're talking about, 2022 potentially, is shedding salary to put yourself in as good a cap position as possible. So,
0: all right, let's, let's circle up on two names that you just brought up, Judd, because you brought up two of the most popular names in Vikings history and guys that have probably sold... You know, more jerseys than a lot of players outside of Jaron Allen's 69 jersey in Vikings history and Randy Moss, Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith. Those guys are amazing players. I think Harrison Smith might even be a pro football hall of famer. He's for sure a Vikings ring of honor and Adam Thielen might be headed toward the Vikings ring of honor as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people hear those names and, like, and they just shut down like, dude, are you come on. Harrison Smith is like the heart and soul of this defense. And, and he, he's an assistant coach on the field. He can stop the run. He can make plays in the passing game. Adam Thielen, for God's sakes, the guys he's homegrown. He's never played football. Football, like high school, college, or pro, anywhere other than Minnesota, which is crazy. And you're talking about trading him. Um, let's, let's flesh this out, okay? Because I think the Vikings have to ask two questions. One, who on the current roster, and I include the, the coach and the general manager in all these discussions. These are all very much like self-reflective discussions. Mm-hmm. but who on the current roster is going to play a key role in 2022 which is which is part of my mission statement here okay two, 2022 is your next chance to be relevant on a big level if you can go quick with it again unless unless there's some people listening or watching that think no there's a there's a path in 2021 that makes more sense and here's what it is you just have to see it differently i don't see that path I I see a path to being better. I, I see a path maybe to eight and eight. I don't see a path to being like as good as the Vikings need to be. So again, who's going to help you in 2022? And then among the rest of the players, the other question is among the rest of the players, the ones who aren't going to be part of plan 2022, what can you get for those guys via trade? And Harrison Smith is going to be 33 years old in 2022. So you got to think about that right now. Yes as you look to reconstruct your roster it's not like well why would you trade harrison smith he's amazing agreed which is all the more reason that you would look to trade him maybe for a second round pick if there's a if there's a secondary out there that just needs that last piece to the puzzle or if there's an injury i mean baltimore's baltimore's a team that would eric eager brought them up last week like harrison smith was born to play in he was born to play in minnesota but then like secondarily he was born to play in baltimore or cleveland too i'll give you another one this is going to sound crazy but he's going to be 30 years old as a linebacker in 2022, Eric Kendricks. Mm. We're not thinking about it because Eric Kendricks is in his prime right now, and he's an incredible player. But again, 2022, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. Who's going to help you? Who's not? Chad Green. Remember, do you guys remember? Chad Greenway was a really good linebacker. I think Eric Kendricks is better at his peak than than Chad Greenway was. Yes. By the time Chad Greenway was 30 years old, he was immobile. He was he was he was out there to be a leader, not yeah. to make plays as much. And that's something to think about. In a couple of years, will Eric Kendricks be playing at the same level? Or could you
1: get a second round pick for him now and expedite this process? And that's the question. The question is this: what can you get back for the players who aren't in the fire sale bin? And that is is a, a guy like Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Thielen. My honest gut instinct is this. Harrison Smith could get you a really good, solid re- return, especially if I call up the Ravens and Browns and say, oh, you guys are in the same division, aren't you? Oh, you could you use him and start the bidding there? Um, I think I think because of the position he plays, I don't know that Kendricks and Thielen are going to get you back what what you probably need back. Because like if a team says, I'll give you a fourth round pick, I'm probably like, yeah, that's not, you know, going to yeah. cut it four. I, I yeah, trade um, But that's yeah. why this bin exists in my mind, which is the I'll trade him, but it's gonna cost you, yeah. as opposed as opposed to to the longtime fan favorites who people are like, but Kyle Rudolph does so much work in Minnesota and charities, and that's great. And he should continue to do that. <laughs> and I don't think he should stop. But I'm trading him. I don't care about that. That can't affect my bottom line. My decision is based on football, so so I think that there's important discussions. Harrison Smith strikes me as the one guy who I think I could actually create a market for and get back almost a surprising return because his time left would help a contender a ton, like so much. Kendricks would if he played in the defensive backfield. My fear, my fear is that I don't know what the priority put on linebackers is these days my sense it's probably not as much as a pro bowl safety i might be wrong dex what were you gonna
0: say jump well, in I,
2: I was gonna say that you gotta, gotta be careful with uh the, the charity people here in the state because i don't want someone to be blocking you on twitter unblocking you and then mentioning you over over rolling their husband over the coals over there like, I, I don't apologize. know
1: you know what would you guys do look at me right now What you guys do in this community is fantastic, and I think it is noble, and I hope that you retire here and continue continue with your efforts to help children and and the homeless. I don't know exactly what you do, but I'm sure it's all great. But from a football standpoint, goodbye.
0: You know who else I hear is very charitable? I hear Trevor Lawrence is just dying to set up a charity in Minnesota. It would be great. Yeah, you know what it's called? The
1: Super Super Bowl fund. (laughs) (laughs) I want the Super Bowl fun, Phil act.
0: Was it Carly Zucker that went after you once on Twitter? Yeah, she got very upset when I okay. when I suggested that. Uh, and,
1: and they, they again, did great work. I, I just don't... You just I wanted her
0: husband traded for future assets.
1: That's yeah, it. but they did a good job, too. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did a good job. I, it's just we okay. so often get confused, like, the business side of sports and what people do. And what people do is great. But this isn't... But, Phil, you're exactly right. The Vikings have to have a coherent plan. Um, to build and get as strong as they can yeah, for 2022. And you know what? If certain guys uh, start to take off in 21, because th- this league is weird, that's great too. But I think actually saying, h- how can we put ourselves on a trajectory to start to pop again in 2022 is probably a smart starting point for the conversation.
0: Yeah, and again, plan plan 2022 also involves, you probably, I, I don't think it's as much about like, the amount of draft picks you have going into 2021 and 22, you already did that and you already drafted 15 rookies and there's some promising young players. And so to some extent you want to be able to mine. you you want to give yourselves like three shots at a, at a guard, right? So I'm okay with let's draft three guards, one in the third round, one in the fifth and one in the seventh. And hopefully one of them becomes a five-year guy for us. I think more importantly than that, it's about making sure that you get the blue chippers that you want in 2021 specifically, and even more specifically, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So to do that, you probably need an additional second round pick, maybe an additional first round pick. So part of my thought process here, again, is it's not just get rid of everybody. It's what do the Vikings have for draft capital right now? Well, they have, they have what's going to be probably a top six pick in 2021. They don't have a second rounder, and they don't have another first rounder. So if they if if they're, and we talked about this on Maggie and Judd, if the Vikings are in a spot where they're drafting fifth or sixth right now and they don't add any more, let's say, draft assets, OK, mm-hmm. and they need to jump up to one or two and get the real franchise changing quarterback that we all deserve here. Damn it. We've watched enough of this merry-go-round, mm-hmm. enough of the, well, let's take a flyer on Case and Kirk and Brett for a year, like. Let's get someone in the saddle for 15 years. It's time. It's it's been 40 years, okay? We watch the Packers go Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like The goal should be find your 15-year quarterback and do it in 2021. Well, you might have to trade up to make that happen. And other teams are going to be looking to trade up to make that happen too because other teams want the same thing. Do you have enough draft capital right now to make that happen? I don't have my draft value board in front of me, but if you don't have another first-round pick and you don't have a second-round pick, it's going to be damn hard to move up from six to two or six to one if you need to. Okay. So can, are there players on your roster as hard as it would be to trade a Harrison Smith? I actually, I I would have to be blown away on Adam Thielen because I think he's the type of guy and just how great of a route runner he is. I think he could be somewhat like Larry Fitzgerald has been at a later age in Arizona as a great leader, a great route runner, a possession guy, third down, reliable red zone, reliable, I would probably need a first round pick and to be blown away to consider trading Adam Thielen. But if I can get a second round pick for Harrison Smith and it helps me load up in the 2021 draft to maybe trade up, like that's where my mind's at right now.
1: I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, Thielen, I, I don't put as much of a value on him as you do, but I, but I would not trade him for the sake of trading him. I just, you can't go into this though, saying let's dump off guys who aren't great it's why teams basically say forget kyle how about irv smith and they're exactly right um because we always think well just dump off guys that stinking or who aren't as contributing as much i should say to be fair and then you know you'll get something back well no you're not going to i don't care about a six thielen, round pick. if if i could get a if i could get a decent second round pick back for thielen i'd probably consider it because i think i can go about finding receivers um, the one thing, the one thing that I wouldn't concern myself with is this, and this this is, this is the thirty million dollar question: How stuck are you in actuality with Kirk? Because if
0: you, can, you can clear out money, you're not that stuck.
1: Because right, right. But I'm, but that's what I'm saying. So if you can, so again, let's say Thielen gets you a second round pick, but you're clearing out uh, money to create room to get rid of Kirk is it worth it? It, It's a puzzle. It's basically a puzzle. Um, And the longer that you're stuck with Kirk, the the more that personally, I I would try if I was the Vikings front office to drag this team down, because I'm not giving Kirk anything now. I'm done with Kirk. Like I made a mistake, but the one thing is when Kirk comes in and says, but we had all these parts, I'm going to be like, Kirk, you cost yourself these parts. So if I can make trades that I can live with, so the for a 5th round pick is a no dog. But let's say it's a 2nd round pick. And that creates room and that creates room for me to get rid of Kirk. I'm considering it and and it does go a long way again towards giving me picks to use as the potential to trade up to get the replacement for Kirk. So yeah. it's sort of a confusing conflicting conversation, but it's an intriguing one and and you do I think have to put yourself in a position to be able to get rid of Kirk as soon as possible, because it's not going to work there. Like, and just, like that's that ship has sailed to me.
0: Agreed, and that's and that's part of this exercise. Is can you because you might if you've made the decision. Listen, we have a shot, a, a once in a ten year shot at a franchise changing quarterback, and you know there's just not going to be a, a viable avenue to trade Kirk's contract. So we're going to have to take a bath on it. Like you need to, you need to clear that room out for 2021 and 22 and or to yeah 2021 and partially 2022 Yep. but 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 real quick on the on the vision 2022 theory here and back to the ages of some of these guys so Thielen's going to be 32 but when you compare him to some of the other guys on my you know borderline you know, when do you pull the trigger on a trade Harrison Smith at 33 and the beating that he takes I think is a much greater risk to have on your roster in 2022 than Adam Thielen who at Maybe you know, maybe he's no longer one of the 15 best receivers, but also he'll be on a new contract by that point because you can renegotiate. Um, Eric Kendricks at 30 or Adam Thielen at 32. I'm more interested in the in the possession wide receiver at age 32 than the linebacker who relies on speed and like Eric Kendricks. Think about this: his main asset is his great ability to cover opposing tight ends and running backs out of the backfield, right? And sometimes even wide receivers. The, diff, the gap between how good you are at that when you're 27 or 28 and when you're 30 in the NFL is the Grand Canyon, man. Like, it comes up on you quick. So that's, I, I know I'm throwing his name out for the first time, but it is it is something to consider in this puzzle piece as you described, Judd.
1: For the right price, anyone near 30, I will trade. There's nobody, nobody. And I will – I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this cut contract because we're going to have to. The Dalvin Cook contract. The Dalvin Cook uh, contract is another part and parcel of what's going to bite you in the ass now because he is not going to stay healthy, I don't think, ever. Um, If you took him to market now, you're not getting much back because every team is going to say exactly what I just said uh, about his health. So there is nobody on this team who's near 30 if you came to me with the right offer and compensation, then I would say no. I would consider anybody. I would consider Kendricks. I would consider Thielen. I would consider anybody. But I do think that that the must-go bin includes Rudolph. To me, it includes Riley Reef. Must mm-hmm. go. There's no reason to keep him. Plug mm-hmm. Cleveland in at left tackle and if he's a flop, you know what? You tell Kirk, sorry you got hit again, Kirk. Maybe you could have been a better quarterback.
0: Yeah. But hey. you weren't. Before we get to, to a, just a couple of nerd football segment uh, nuggets here for you guys, just a quick around the room. Start with Declan. If it, if it's a second round pick, okay. Just a quick yes or no. You know, if you want to give a quick explanation, second round pick is available for Harrison Smith next, like before Tuesday next week. Yay or nay?
2: Nay. I. I'm tempted. I'm really, really tempted. Even if if you threw in like a conditional, I know it sounds crazy because it like really is just, this pushes the needle. But for me, it does. If you threw in like a fifth or a sixth, like a second little secondary sweetener there, I'm more intrigued. Yeah, look
0: at, you, uh, you sound like Rick Spielman, man. If you just yeah. throw a sixth, give me a uh, sixth rounder. I'm in. We're really
2: excited for these fifth round picks. Yeah, I'm, I, I would be I'd be open to that. But straight up, Harrison Smith. For a second-round pick, I don't know. I, I also disagree that I, I think safety in the NFL is a position where you can play successfully and, and, and play at a high level for a long time. So I think Harrison Smith, even though he's entering, what, he's 31, 32, I, I still see him being a viable safety until his 38, 39-age seasons. I mean, Terrence Newman, for God's Ooh. sakes, was amazing until he was like 40 years old. So that's one I, example, though. That's only one. It's true. But I, I, have, I have trepidations. You have to give me the Rick Spielman sweetener, that fifth, seventh, uh, to push it over the top.
1: Second round pick, yeah, of course I'm doing it. I'm trading anybody I can right now. You're a you're a colossal mess, and get ahead of the game and quit keeping players that fans love. You know what? Take your 22 jersey and burn the damn thing. Okay, it's going to be done. No, uh, but I mean, I'm just what? but I'm just I'm just so I'm just so tired of keeping guys that we like in in this town. The Vikings and Wild are becoming in well, n- not now. The wild is previously constructed and the Vikings now are the same team. It's going to be the same problems. It's going to be ball. They kept my fit, favorite player, but we're not very good. You will. You know why you're not very good? Cause you don't make moves that take a lot of guts. If you give me a second round pick for Smith, I'm taking that pick and I can repackage that pick with my first rounder and I can move up and I'm happy. Cause if I can get a quarterback through any means necessary that I love, guess what? I'm trading anybody.
0: Yeah. Well, wh- okay. One note on the safeties here, right? Cause I, I think, you know, and Declan's right in that safety is a position that can last longer in the league than some of the other, certainly cornerback or running back. But I would say the two premier safeties that we've seen, like the Hall of Fame level guys over the last 20 years or so, the two guys that really come to mind, Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed, right? Head-to-head, same division for 10 years. Polamalu was out of the league at 33. Ed Reed was out of the league at 34. So something, you know, it it comes up on you quick is all I'm saying. And if you can get a second round pick before, before uh, the cliff comes, uh, what about, what about Eric Kendricks for a second round pick? I would, uh, do, that, it. I would I, do it.
1: That's a tougher one get, given his age, but I would do it. Yeah, I would. I problem, need a little bit more, but I would, I would do the trade. The problem, the problem, the problem with that trade is I, I would want a high second round pick and a team that's crappy enough to have a high second round pick is probably not going to make that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would trade Harris and Smith before I traded Kendricks, because I really do believe the positional value of a linebacker is not going to get me back. What Smith would, I th- I think if you go to market right now, I think Smith might be your most marketable asset. I really do. Cause he could help a team immediately plays a key position. Uh, and, and plus that guy can do so many different things on defense. I mean, think about him again in Baltimore or Cleveland. He changes things.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then the only thing I, I have for you guys is, and we don't have, we don't have our, uh, our button bar today because we're doing a quarantine edition here. We're just set up a little bit differently. But our nerd football segment of the week, I have one nugget for you. All right. Get those nerds, Acapella. Get those nerds. This is the first Vikings defense to this point in the season to allow six yards per play or more since the 2002 Vikings defense. So it's the worst defense in team history since 2002. Can you guys name for me who led the Vikings in sacks in 2002? Hovan, right? Hovan was on the team, and he finished second in sacks. In
1: 2002,
0: Lance Johnstone there by then? Lance Johnstone had seven sacks.
1: Situational rusher, too. I believe he played on third down.
0: All right, can you tell me uh, on this terrible defense who led the Vikings in tackles?
1: Oh, mm. well, it's probably
0: a linebacker.
1: Um, who who was even who was even here as a linebacker? I, I love
2: that? this guy, but I don't think he was. Was Kylie Wong? <laughs> uh, me it's some a great Kylie guess.
0: Wong. It was not Kylie Wong. No, love me some Kylie it's Wong. A great guess. Uh, this guy I don't was thirty three year old linebacker who also led the team in interceptions with four. Hmm. Greg Beekert.
1: Oh beaker oh who got de by Michael Vick the <laughs> famous Michael Vick play that's Beekert, who was by the way with Oakland was fantastic that poor guy came here nothing left ah oh, you see. the you gas tank he was a really to. smart player but he was he was spent poor but Vick that thing with Vick is is one of the most incredible de that you will ever see on a football highlight
0: Bad and that was also a team that uh, they had the they had the tank momentum going. They were three and ten going into the the final three weeks of the season, of and uh, that's I think I feel like that's when Denny Green no uh, Mike Tice was coached by then. Yeah, but they won that they won their last three games of the season. Of course, to they finish did. six and ten. Of course they did. And then Tyson "See,
1: huh, huh? How about that? Pretty good, wasn't it?"
0: And then and then they actually won their next six games in the regular season to start six and zero and missed the playoffs in two thousand three. But Ah, that's a wrap on this speculative episode of mm-hmm. Purple Daily. You can find us and you can help us by subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.